Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Brendis, the thief. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Arello, the barbarian. I'm JD. I'm playing Viatrix, the fighter. And I'm Ryan, your dungeon master, and this is the Chimera Cast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. So, real quick, before we do anything else, uh, Arello, what traditions or rituals do your people have around death and like the disposal of the body, or I, I suppose disposal, but burial? You know, like what do they do when like a beloved family member dies? Generally, the dead are put to sea. If we recall from earlier, the sea is a major part, the journey, and the journey's end also ends with the sea. We don't bury them in the dirt. It's seen as kind of weird and gross. I assume this uh, these people understand that it can be kind of gross. And it's also like in sand, so it's not particularly a, a, like the idea of like nutrients and regrowth aren't really there as much for a, a culture that lives close to the ocean so i believe it is a, a burial at sea oh yeah they're they're also they go one of the thing one of the traditional things you do is you redress the garb that you wore on your journey what you had brought come back in when you reach the homelands you redress it at old age and you wear it as if you are starting out on your journey again in the afterlife what do you do if you lose that? Well, it's it's what you come back in, right? Yeah. You the clothes? Yeah. Right? I assume people don't. Yeah, they, you don't. Well, I mean, with a hard don't. It's the stuff you came back in, so like yeah. hopefully there's not like tons more danger. I also think it's it's a type of thing where it's like a wedding dress. Well, I mean, you, like houses burn down, it, things like that. It's not uncommon for people to lose everything that they have, particularly uh, in these sorts of times. To just say you don't seems to kind of be dodging my question. Yeah, because they're housed in the church. So if the church burns down, everyone loses it. Cool. Yeah, because I do think that that would be the person who would take care of the ceremony, right? So they would house the things for you. Say someone did lose it. I don't even know, man, because it... If you lose it before you die, what happens then? Is it one of those like you make a like a simulacrum of it or like a copy? Is it like good enough to be buried in kind of thing? Actually, no. I think if if you were foolhardy enough to lose it or or tragedy struck you, both both have justifications in its way. Say you were foolhardy enough to to lose it, you would go naked as a babe. Onto your onto your second journey in the afterlife, a fool. If you if tragedy struck you, um, and say you lost your garments, you would still have to go naked as a babe. They don't make you don't get to make another gout fit, but they wait, and you must wait until another who can journey with you and help you and passes on along as well. Cool. Yeah, that's neat. Go ahead, Mark. Experience. Oh yeah. Okay, so it is the day, the the morning of your last fight. And this is the second to last fight. Second to last, yes. Well, assuming you would live. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, did we recover some HP here? Yeah, I mean, you you guys had a chance to sleep. Oh, sweet. I was not in a good place. I forgot. It was a foolhardy thing to try and challenge that man, but I was going to do it anyways. And and I believe you got some sleep at the party. Oh yeah, Brendis. Jicks. Do you guys go to the uh, the arena together, or are, do you show up like each kind of in your own time? My knee jerk is together. 
Mine is as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'd say we, we show up together. Okay. As you guys are arriving, you see coming out from sort of the the bottom chambers are some people you recognize from the party the night before. One of them is the uh the major domo of the arena who I mean you recognize he's the guy who who announces you in each day, uh Vecti. Or each time you fight, he's the major domo. Queen Ismahan's advisor and a massive towering figure in the golden armor of like the elite lion riders with the the tabard or a, a, a baldric. I, I, it's not like a thing for carrying your sword, but it's like one, a sash. He's got a, a, like a seafoam green sash that sort of marks him out as the commander of the, the elite lion's guard. They're coming out of like the deepest pits of the arena. You guys do anything as they're walking past you? What was the major domo's name again? Um, Vecti. <clears throat> oh, honorable Vecti, could I have your ear for but a moment? Yes, but hurry. I have noticed that the great people wish, uh, wish you to call me Arello the Flesh Carver. If you could just slip that in when you announce our team today, it would really, uh, be appreciated by the many, many fans I have garnered. Did you spend all of your favor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he looks you up and down. Mm, the flesh carver, eh? And he's, he's sort of like tapping his lips, thinking about it. Go ahead and defy danger plus charisma. Oh, good. <laughs> My charisma's not total garbage, is it? That's a solid zero. We got a... Natty, natty roll. Natty roll. Natty roll, baby. No problem. I'm, I mean, the statistics are with you. For at least average. Well, well, you know, statistics be damned. That's a six. Come on, back me up, Viatrix. Nah, I'm gonna hang you out to dry. Can I interfere? Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're we are it's in the fine. background smirking and watching you do. I know, this. I know it's already it's a fine. fail, but I would like to interfere anyway. <laughs> Please, friends. If you, you were are. if you were on the if you were on the border, I literally would have. So. <laughs> I still I still want to do it. Don't actually necessarily interfere, but you could put him down. If you want to boast about your prowess at feasts, maybe go with meat baster instead. Ah, oh, the napper. You could be the napper. What? No. My liege, I apologize. My ingrate friends are trying to poke fun at such a monumentous occasion as the transference of woodcarver to flesh carver. <laughs> you shall be announced as you were announced previously until I have seen feats that would deem it otherwise. And he just sort of brushes past you. Ah. You guys suck. I think it was the pose. I think your pose was too much. What? Because I was had one hand in the air, two hands in the air? Yeah, it was three. You threatened him. He was scared. That's why he saw me. Th feats. I freaking shot a damn animal out of the sky with a hook. What do you want more from me? So you want to be known as the hooker? Oh, that sounds good. Arello the hooker. I can see it now. Ah, well... At least it's not Viatrix, the dumb idiot person with the small brain. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you lost this one, Vi. Yeah, so you guys pass underneath the massive bronze statue of Drac, the blood drinker, who his one-eyed gaze just seems to track you as you move past. I bet he never hooked up a thing in the air. He's probably... Barely throwing a chain at anything ever. He drank some blood, though, I guess. Brendis, <laughs> what uh, initially estranged you and your mother? What initially estranged us? Yeah. Because I, I feel like 
it had to be something beyond like general disloyalty. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not even really disloyalty. It's more. I, I assume it's something like Wayward Son from before, like you know, before you're dating an Elven activist. Well, it, it bears in mind, Prentice is only like seventeen. Like mm. this is. I I haven't really thought about it to be honest, so I'm gonna talk through this, but it's gonna be something petty, in, is it has to be childish, which is why I'm this is I'm here for you know my punishment essentially. So you haven't talked about your father at all. Could it be something? I had thought about that. I was gonna leave that in ambiguity just so I could use it use it as a barb, something to the effect of ask father, but mm-hmm. never actually bring him up. Yeah, we haven't even named him, so just leave it on her. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. That's just a knife for you to twi- to for you to twist, right? Just bring him in randomly. Yeah. So I don't. I don't actually. I want to actually leave that that bullet firmly in the chamber and not describe him at all. But does it seem too convenient to just have begun being romantically involved with Alavara? I don't. I don't think, I don't so. think so. She's no. yeah. She sold. She sold Alavara to the Coliseum. She used to work for us. Mm. And I, she did not understand what I was so upset about when it happened, and I haven't spoke to her in more than a sentence or two in years now. Yeah, I like it. Uh, okay, as you guys are like approaching the the staging area for fighters, Brenda, you you see dressed in her full adjudicator's regalia, your mother sort of standing off kind of behind one of the pillars, clearly waiting for you and expecting you to go to her. I keep my head down and attempt to walk past her as quickly as I can before, of course, she stops me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Real quick before we get into this, um, we had established that Brindis's mom was sort of anti-Elven freedom. Basically, which is why they killed her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's she's conservative. With as little as little uh political weight as that word can mean in this context. Brendis Goran, are you really going to dishonor me in front of all these scum like that? She says that she's kinda of like stepping out from behind the column. Brendis looks from side to side. Mother, were you looking in a mirror, or are you surrounded by them? Is that the scum that you see around? What are you talking about? Dishonor you. I'm surprised you stooped so low as to come visit me at all. What? This is foolhardy. Why do you persist in doing this? Persist? I am following, to its logical end, the punishment which you and Yorn so readily applied to me. Not just this. You could have an education, a future. She gestures at like the crowds of fighters around you. Is this how you want to end up? Scarred, battered, deformed? Come home. Oh, now you want me home. After all this time. Kicking me out, telling me to make my own way. And then, when I do... You want me to come home. Mother, I'm going to die a fool. Either I will die a fool in the eyes of these people or in yours. So I will wear this title proudly and I will perform admirably. Plus, there's more here than you're aware of. Is a mother not allowed to have regrets, Brendis? Can she not hope to have her youngest son back in her arms? I miss you. Your father misses you. Oh, father. Don't even bring him up. Let him quietly sit in the corner while you berate me again. Keep your hopes. Your mother has had a, a long life of being in the public eye. And you, you see her, like, force whatever emotion she's actually feeling into the back of her mind. And sort of steal herself to go before the crowd. I just don't want this to be the last time I see you. I don't want you to die out there with me forced to watch. But if you must persist with this idiocy, she sort of looks around and gestures up to the big statue. May the blood drinker watch over you. 
I've had enough authority watching over me this whole time. Stay away from the betting box. And I'm going to walk to the gate. Awesome. You catch one fleeting glimpse of her sort of retreating back into the like a side entrance. I can't believe she called you ugly, Viatrix. That's so strange. I think you're quite handsome. Thank you. And I like fake a curtsy. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to take care of the fool. He does get close to death often. I have no time for your jives now, Orello. Let's go. A steely reserve on this one now that he's seen his mummy. I think as Ben just like walks away, I look at Arello and just give like the cringy, like the the cringe grin, like ugh. <laughs> Viatrix is like pulling her collar out, like ugh. <laughs> or I gotta pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> so the portcullis gates are slowly clanking up. And where before the arena was filled with the giant stone pillars, now uh, replaced is a massive brass pyramid. Periodically, it has vast spikes sticking out the side of it that, you know, sort of get smaller as it goes up. The last, like, four or five feet are completely smooth before it gets to, like, a flat-topped platform at the top of the pyramid. On... not the side opposite of you, but like uh, adjacent to you. On the, you know, it's a it's a square pyramid. the The side right to the left of you is where the other team is coming out. Uh, you guys, you recognize these guys from like the opening ceremony, the the day that you guys had the torn rack fight. It's uh, Lilith, the the blood mistress, and her two strange masked compatriots. Uh, remind me what Lilith does. She's like a blood magic user, and she's the one who was like whipping her two subs, Kane and Hephaestus. Wonderful. Vecti slams his staff down for silence, and it just kind of booms out through the arena. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are joined together to witness impressive feats and the shedding of blood. One of these two teams will advance to the finals. Over here, and he points to where they, the gate that the other team came out of. We have Lilith, the blood mistress, and the crowd cheers. Boo! Kane, the executioner, and the one who has, he's like fully armored, and he has a big uh, single-bladed falcon. Boo! I want that one! And Hephaestus, the knife. The other one has two cestuses with long blades on the end of them. I'll take that one, too. And their opposition today, Brendis the Fool. Brendis makes a big, like, sweeping bow. Viatrix the Peaceful. Yeah. And Arello the Woodcarver. Ah, Flesh Carver! Flesh Carver! That's what he said! And I, I gesture out, Flesh! Get your head in the game! And I, I, I slap Brendy on the chest. On the top of the pyramid, from the inside of the pyramid, a torch rises out, and it. but it's like the actual metal part. It's like the Olympic torch, so the, it's a metal, and it looks like fire is being belched out of a lion's mouth, is how it's shaped to look. Whichever team can ascend the pyramid and grab the torch is the victor. He, like, raises his staff up for effect and then brings it down on the, like, gong that's set into the floor. Begin. Uh, what do you guys do? You're definitely the one running out there. I know, I know. I just wanted to give you guys a, like time in case you wanted to do something. Viatrix. Viatrix is going to shove Brendis and just say, just get to the top. And then it's going to rush forward with Arello. Vi, are you taking the lead in terms of going up the pyramid? Or- no, no, no. Arello and I are going at the people, it sounds like. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So just to charge at them, I think go ahead and defy plus strength to kind of close the distance uh, that's a 14 <laughs> yeah which one do you kind of aim yourself at i go for blood the blood mistress i suppose um lilith since arello wanted to fight the other two i guess yeah so i think as you're charging her viatrix feels the gentle caress of a whip missing the side of her face 
and you are like right up in range to attack, what do you do? Perfect. I'm smashing her with uh, Commander Zhao's shield. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and hack and slash. 12. I'm going to put myself in a spot. Ah, Woof. Uh, Five damage. That's not what I was hoping for. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, five damage as I just run in here, smash into her. Hopefully I can knock her over. Yeah, you you send her sprawling, and I think your the lip of your shield bites into her nose and like smashes it into her face as she like is sprawling on the ground. You see her wipe the blood that's pouring out of her nose onto two fingers, and she just flicks it at you. Can I block it with my shield? As the blood splatters on the shield, Viatrix doesn't know the shield's magic, but even through whatever extra protection being a magic item gives the thing you see where the blood has like splattered onto the center of the shield it starts to fizzle and pop and like the bronze sheathing starts to just drip away oh boo (laughs) yeah it's like alien blood arello or brindis i think the action scene would be with arello arello uh yeah i'm going to there's one with two weapons and one with one right yeah so there's the guy with the the big curved sword yep and then the uh, the one with the two like knife gloves yeah i'm gonna try and hit the guy with the two with knife gloves i would like to i would like to smash him in twain he like turns to face you as you're charging what are you just like axe first basically yeah i'm i want to i want to do a just a big old axe swing diagonally across and if it were if it were up to me i would like to just rip into his shoulder and just get down. Hopefully, you know, we can just get the axe just right into his heart and he'll just die right there on the spot. What is your, I don't know why I'm obsessed with this right now, but what does your axe look like? Is it single-sided, like a bearded axe, or is it double-bladed, or what? Yeah, it's single-sided. It's a it's a big old... This is like from your oh, your, cool. your home, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's a big old boy. It's used... For, it's, it's kind of an all-purpose axe. You know, you got meat, you got wood, you got other materials unknown to man that you might have to cut through, and this axe does it all. All right. How does a 14 sound? <laughs> oh, no. That sounds great. Yes. Uh, are you going to put yourself in a spot? Of course I am. There is there a question here? They're nothing if not spot monkeys. <laughs> 10? Yeah. Your axe drops down into his shoulder. I think it's buried kind of near the middle of his sternum. He's dying, but his last gasp, you feel the punching knife in one of his cestuses just punch right into your side. Go ahead and roll. Give me a best uh, of 2d8. Best of 2d8? Yeah, and then add four. Hoo! Eight in total. I rolled two fours. Ah! I scream in his face. <laughs> die! Die now! It's time! Is he like screaming that in his face? Just blood splattering down on his mask. <laughs> yes. Brindis as like... Orello and this guy are kind of like pinned in each other's embrace. You see the the guy with the big two-handed sword is moving to flank Orello, winding up for a, a big shot. Mm. So the two of them go rushing out of the portcullis and running through the courtyard. And Brendis, comically, is going to peek out from behind the archway and look around. And while this cestist guy is go- is flanking Arello, I'm going to sneak up with big comical steps like the, the Grinch when he's going to take a Christmas tree, and I'm going to try to... He's like a, he's like a big armored guy, right? Yeah. Now that you're a little bit closer, you can kind of see his armor. It's not like full plate. It's like plates that are held on with lots of leather straps. Hmm. I mean, plate just didn't exist, so he's got like Plates covering the important parts, like chest, some on the sides of his ribs. But for the most part, he's. It's not that he's poorly armored, it's just that. There are obvious gaps. Yeah, a lot more of his armor seems to be aesthetic because it's entertainment value. Yeah, yeah, we know, we're, we, we know what we're doing. We're selling to the back row. Yeah. So I'm going to try to sneak up behind this guy. Does he notice me? Go ahead and defy danger plus dex. 
That is a nine. So you're trying to get a knife into this guy? No, I'm trying to sneak around behind him, which is important. And then I want to cut his armor off, or parts of his armor, which I actually have a move for. Backstab. So, you know, the whole, I could do my damage, or I could roll decks, and one of them is reduce his armor by one until they repair it. He can either notice you, or Lilith, in sort of the confusion of after using her blood magic on Vi, make her way up the pyramid. She'll, like, be on her way up the pyramid. Vi can take care of that. I want to get behind this guy. Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't notice you, and Lilith kips up and is dashing for the pyramid. Okay, I want to get behind this guy and stick a knife into him and try to cut his armor. Okay, and that's a roll plus dex? Or yep. A, okay. So that's a 10, so I choose two. I'm going to choose deal my damage plus 1d6 and reduce their armor by one. Are you using the void dagger? I am. Okay. I I specifically need to use a precise weapon to do this. It, is, it yeah. bears noting. So that's six damage, one piercing. The Void Digger also has plus one damage. Yeah, yeah. I, that include, was I included damage. that, yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you cut away on his armor as you're stabbing him? So I sneak up quietly behind him as he's attempting to flank Arello, and I want to get right by the nape of his neck and slash down through the plate behind his back so that the front plate collapses and falls onto his thighs. Do you follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets a, he gets a, a blade between the shoulders, and then the front plate falls down onto his lap, essentially. Okay, so Viatrix, Lilith just sort of got up and started dashing past you. What do you do? So she's running and my shield is now blood acided. Knowing that it's still like it's still dissolving through it or whatever, fuck it, it's dead to me. I never knew that it was magic. I don't really care. So I'm just gonna toss it at her. Just hurl it at her to try and trip her up. Go ahead and volley plus strength. It's like designed to be thrown by a strong person. Okay, cool. Twelve. Yeah, go ahead and roll your damage. Eight damage. Damn. You see it like smack into the back of her neck and she sprawls out on the ground. Brindis, you realize that you guys pretty much have this fight in hand and that it's only been a few seconds. <laughs> Ryan's like, oh fuck. <laughs> no, I know. I'm I'm thinking about it. Go to Arello who is faced with a bare chested beefcake and I'll think about what I'm gonna do. I'm not going to do anything on Beefcake. I have business with this guy first. Yeah. yeah the guy that we're entwined with, this is what I want to do. He's wearing a helmet, isn't he? Great. I want to take that helmet, rip that helmet off, all right? Wait, this guy's still alive? Enough for whatever fucked up shit Arello's about to do to him. Oh, wow. I thought he was dead. Okay. That was why I was talking <laughs> about be. I mean, at this point, it's it's a moot point, I think. But. <laughs> so I'm going to grab his helmet and throw it into the crowd and pull out my dagger and go to the side of him and place it right inside of his cheek. And then I'm going to joker up the side of his face and be like, I am a rebel, the flesh carver. As I just, and it just comes out the top as his skull cracks. Anyways, I thought I thought maybe uh, I, don't be I could use anymore. my Herculean appetite, fame and glory, <laughs> if that's okay for... Whatever this is. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a role to, to like, change your name. Oh, I like that. What did you want me to roll plus? I don't have any favor, so I can just be a natural roll. Charisma. Yeah, it's an 11. Excellent. Arello is now the flesh card. Yeah, Brendis. <laughs> you will have a bit of a dilemma here. It is at this point that Brendis begins looking around and realizing that this is not taking as long as he needs it to. Once cutting Hephaestus' armor off, I'm going to, as he begins to turn around, I'm going to comically pretend that I got elbowed in the face, and I'm going to fall backward with my arms windmilling, and I'm going to try to fall into Viatrix. Go ahead and defy danger plus charisma. See if you can sell this. It's a 13. Vi, you feel Brendis just like all of a sudden crash into you, and you're both down and just kind of a tangle of limbs on the ground. What do you do, Vi? Brendis, what are you doing? As we like fall over and, and get all tangled up, be like, um, who was attacking you? And obviously no one, but we're kind of scrambling in the in the dirt at this point. I'm gonna shove Brendis off of me. Sorry, Vi, this was going too quickly. We need to slow it down a little bit. What are you talking about? And I'm gonna get back up to my feet 
shoving my my bulk up. So I'm gonna turn to face Hephaestus before he kills us. I assume he's coming at us, probably. Yeah, he is getting ready to attack you. I think the the sword that he carries requires some wind up. So are you standing in between he and Brendan, or are you trying to seize the initiative on this? I'm probably on the defense on this one, so I'm just I'm hefting my broken sword. Yeah, uh, roll to defend. My constitution's not good. Not good enough. <laughs> That's a five. I'm going to take this XP and I'm going <laughs> to earn it. Blurt. I mean, how much damage could an executioner's <laughs> sword do? Roll 1d10 and add two to it. And then tell me what permanent scar you're going to have from this sword. 1d10 plus two? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a hot three damage. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and ever. And, just a little nick. Yeah, exactly. Just a little nick. <laughs> yeah, since it's not really a big deal, I think maybe it makes a cut like just barely misses, but it cuts like my bottom lip down my chin. Yeah, that is cool. All right, Arello, what are you doing? So I just popped this guy's face off his face. Yes. I'm drinking it in. So I've got the dagger at my side, and I'm screaming at the people, Flash Carver, yeah! Uh, and then I, I turn back to to my compatriots who are entangled with this uh, bare-chested warrior. What's going on with Lilith? Is she still running up the top? No, she's dead. Oh, she's totally dead. Wonderful. In that case, I'm going to drop the, the corpse of the guy that I just killed. Pick up my axe. I'm gregariously and trying to look and feel as big as I can. Like I'm not even like running over there. I've got my axe across my shoulder, and I'm just gonna start spitting game. Oh look, another victim for Arello. You are ready to die here at this pyramid, fool. And I'm I'm just like walking over towards him, bad mouthing him and gesturing out towards the towards the crowd. Yep. Uh, and if that keeps happening, it sounds like what are you waiting for? Oh yeah, is that, yeah. I'm trying to trigger my move. Yeah. What are you waiting for? When you cry at a challenge to your enemies, roll plus con. On a 10 plus, they treat you as the most obvious threat to be dealt with and ignore your companions. Take plus two damage on going against them. On a 7 through 9, only a few of the weakest among them fall prey to your taunting. Are you doing your appetite? Oh, yeah. Right. Does that also apply? Yeah. Thank you for remembering all my moves. You're welcome. Eight. Only a few of them, the weakest, fall prey to my taunting. Yeah, I mean, there's only one of them left. Yeah, so and he's weak. And so what, he focuses just on you? Yeah, he focuses more in on me is kind of what... Okay. As you're screaming at Hephaestus, you see a body in the crowd get, like, kicked off one of the higher-up platforms. You just see, like... You know when you, you're, like, watching a crowd from far away, you can, like, see the convulsions of, like, somebody trying to leave or whatever, but you can see the just this like the epicenter of a storm as it like pushes everything out of from it. But yeah, Hephaestus turns and he's locked in on you now. Mm. You and me, Woodcarver. You should ask your friend what my new surname is. Yeah, he's charging at you with sword over head. Yeah, I'm charging at him with axe lowered. I'm going to try and side and upper through uppercut the axe through his like gut area. Roll hack and slash. That's a nine. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and deal your damage. That's an eight. And then go ahead and take 1d10 plus two. That's an 11. <laughs> what are you at? Two. Two. It's sort of that like rush past and then you like go down on one knee. Yeah. And he just topples completely over behind you. Oh, yeah. We, we like, slap, hack into each other, and we both, like, pace, and yeah. And then you see blood gush out of my chest, and I just drop to one knee, and the heavy breathing starts, and you're, oh, shit, he's, he's, he lost. And then you just, he crumples uh, as the, as, as the other guy just falls and dies. But yeah, I look messed up. I assume I'm just ble- bleeding freely over my armor and my pants. And I'm just like, I'm trying to raise the axe one more time before I collapse. Just like, ah, ah, ah. and then he just collapses to the ground. Brindis, <laughs> what's going through your head since this fight took all of like 
three minutes. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Primarily that. I wasn't given like an actual time frame. No. I mean, you didn't hear an explosion or anything. So the the main purpose of keeping the fight going was to keep people yeah, away. I, they just didn't give me, yeah. So I see Orello. It's like, you know, what's going through my head is stretch. I have to find some way to make this take longer. I see Orello bleeding profusely and take one knee and I'm going to rush over to him and I'm going to jump and like hug him. It's like, Orello, you goddamn beautiful bastard. You're wonderful. And I'm like going to start kissing him on the head a bunch and raising one of his arms to the crowd and, uh, and pointing. And I'm going to, I'm going to slip you a healing potion. Fantastic. Take to your wounds. We got to ham up the crowd a little bit. I'm going to smash that as well. I should know. I'm actually was at three. I forgot I have armor. Right. That. Oh stuff. yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> what do your healing potions look like? I have never considered a healing potion to look anything other than like a round flask with red liquid in it. Mm. I mean, we've talked about how they taste. Yeah. But never what they look like, I don't think. I mean, I assume you got it from Turkakul. I did. Orello is handed a leather wineskin filled with a thick, brackish, almost paste mm. that you have to just basically chew. It's technically liquid, but it's thick, not very palatable, and you probably gag a little bit as you're drinking it down. I think that it's very, very unpalatable in that that same cinnamon taste comes through, but brackish and almost spoiled. And like a vinegary kind of taste, too. Mm. This is some some home kitchen stuff. Help me to my feet. We did it too quick. The crowd, we're going to lose the crowd. Sorry, I don't usually let them linger alive. I am the greatest. And he like raises his axe and his other arm up trying to ham up the crowd. Yeah, you guys can hear screaming from the crowd. And it's like as Arello is like, I am the flesh carver. But it's not like enthusiastic screaming. It's terrified screaming. And you, you can kind of see... An exodus is occurring, but it isn't because the fight is over. You know, there's no, like, people sitting around talking. It's panicked flight. I don't think these screams are for you, Arello. What are you talking about? Who else could they be for? I'm going to point to where I assume the crowd is, like, clearing, where Tarhunas and is killing the adjudicator. Yeah. And the crowd's, like, you know, making, making a circle away from it first, and then, like, the exodus is spreading from there. And I'm at a point with my, my sword. Probably that. Is that an adjudicator? I'm squinting. Viatrix, are you trying to kind of like figure out what's going on? I am kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Hence the squinting. Yeah. Go ahead and discern realities for me. Ooh, that's a 10. Nice, yeah. Go ahead and ask your questions. What? is about to happen or what happened here recently i feel like those are the same questions basically in this scene yeah as you're like squinting into the crowd you see bouncing like in between you catch glimpses of it bouncing down the like steps of the head just like a severed head and you can see uh, a figure dressed in elvish garb who's fighting these enslaved elvish bodyguards that you've probably seen around the city you figure there's an assassination occurring. Maybe, uh, what should I be on the lookout for? And then my last one's going to be, uh, what here is not what it appears to be. Yeah, I'm going to do that one first. Okay. Adjacent to the adjudicator's box is the, the like, high nobility box, where, like, Vecti announces the, the fights from, and Queen Ismahan watches when she does come and watch. And... With all the panic and, like, the guards mobilizing, you catch a glimpse of Commander Bater, who you guys saw earlier in the arena. Him and Sabin are talking conspiratorially, and you see Bater, like, lean back in his chair with a a very, like, smug grin on his face. Interesting. Who are these guys? They're like the closest advisors of Queen Ismahan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They're clearly pleased that they like have an excuse to go after the elves. Yeah, I was going to do what should I be on the lookout for? So I think you see Brendis 
making covert glances and sort of like panicked back towards where the like betting offices are. If that's okay with you, Nathan. No, it is absolutely correct. Yeah, he's clearly panicking, which is, I mean, you guys just won this fight. This is an assassination, putting pieces together. What, of one of the adjudicators? I would I would guess so. It looks like by an elf. By an elf? And Brendis is going to look into the crowd. I believe it. this is about the point. And right as Tarhunus shoots the arrow into the air, Brendis drops his dagger. I think that's my mom. Vi's going to look at Brendis, like, shocked, obviously. Thwunk. Yeah. Where are the the betting boxes? Where are they in, like, relation to the seating? You know, I'm assuming a convenient distance away. Because, like, you'd place your bets, go watch the fight, go collect or pay. I confess I've never been to a track, so I don't know how these things are generally laid out. I would assume just what you said, but there is a, a standardization to this that I'm honestly not aware of. Okay, that's what makes the most sense to me, and I think there's enough panic that was caused that people were getting out of dodge, but, you know, greed so often triumphs over self-preservation, and lots of people had stopped to collect their winnings, and I think what Brindis and his associates in the Elvish Resistance had hoped to be sort of like a bloodless robbery, is not that. I don't think that you guys from where you're at can tell. I can see people running to the betting box. Yeah, I think you know, Brindis has an idea of that many people just died. What was that? This is all wrong. That was a bomb. What? Killing a lot of people. Is this something the elves are doing too? Yes. Brindis is just staring blankly in the cr- into the crowd. I assume that Tarhunas has now left the left the scene. So if that's the case, right, I'm like, come on, Brendis. And I'm going to like, let's just put my arm around him and walk him toward his mom to confirm it. Win the match, would you, Arello? We need to go get the torch. Yeah. Yes, I'll try and salvage this situation in some way, at least for us. We have much to talk about after. I'll see you below. And I start walking up the pyramid. I grab the torch. I wave it around as a champion, and as like the camera would just like pan around, the the crowd's just screaming and bloody murder, and people like, are getting trampled. People are getting trampled, and just like all kinds of chaos. As you you see the shot, just like come over my shoulder as I'm just waving this this torch in the air and screaming out with blood all over me. What's going through Arello's head right now? Like, what are his thoughts in this moment? Mostly I'm curious what kind of person or like what's most important to Arello, right? Like he knows his friend's mom's dead probably. Yeah, I'm, what kind of person is he is more? Arello, what's going through his mind right now is frustration. The journey that he was set upon was simple to go out and become a man and conquer something to slay a beast. And now he has found himself in a city with people that he thought he knew, but he doesn't fully understand at all, it seems. In chaos, watching people die, and he just, I think, has lost a little bit of exactly where he's supposed to go from here. His resolve is being checked right now. My bond with Brendis was his ways are strange and confusing, and I feel now it might be evolving a little bit into understanding the duplicitous nature of Brenda's. And I think the thing going through my mind more or less is, what has that kid gotten himself into? Brenda's, you push your way through the crowd and you come upon a circle of what you would know are these brainwashed elves who have been your mother's bodyguards since you can remember. What do you do? Is she dead, Renfi? Aye, and it's your bloody courtesan's fingerprints all over it. We can talk politics another time. 
My mom's dead. Help me get her out of here. Vile, just pick her up. We'll give you an escort to your home, Brindis. He uh, looks Vi over and glances past both of you down into the arena. Your companions may come as well. They can't do much more damage than has already been done. All right. Are you all right, Vi? I'm fine. Vi's like still bleeding from her mouth, but otherwise she's totally fine from the fight and such. Let's go. All right, that's a bit of a trek. Renfeet, can you lead us through one of the tunnels? Of course. Follow me. I think the tunnels that he leads through will, for narrative convenience, take you down through the fighter's tunnels. That's how your mom kind of got down to you. That makes sense. And so that way you'll be able to scoop up Arello. Did you talk to the ghoul yet, Arello? No, he wasn't down there yet. Your mother is dead then. Brendis just looks at Vi, who has her over one shoulder. Yes. This is a big day for you. You must remember every second of this day. This is a difficult day, but this day will make you a man. There are only a couple like it. Shut up, Arello. You shut up. Shut your big mouth. He's a boy. We're leaving. Vi breaks away, and Arello grabs Brendis by the shoulder, looks you straight in the eye imploringly. I don't know what's going on with you in this wretched city, but you should try and untangle yourself from this kind of mass violence. And he starts to follow behind Vi. Brenda stands in the center of the hall and watches this makeshift funeral procession, looks up at Drac, the blood drinker, and then walks, following them behind, as Renfi leads us to the Goran estate. Uh, okay. What's something about the outside of your family's manse that you've always hated? The adjudicators are all gifted as part of the greater workings of the government. A fountain. A selfish and perhaps even callous flouting of wealth and survival in a desert area. We've talked before about the building made of water, and this is a smaller replica of it, which it probably, I mean, it probably just recycles itself. A small, magical fountain. But something you can't take your eyes away from as you walk through the the path in the gardens leading to the house. Standing before the fountain is your your father. Never a strong man. I think the years since you've seen him last seem to have eaten away at him even farther. Big bags under his eyes. Brindis, I... What? He looks from you to the body cradled in Vi's arms. Did you... You can figure it out, you old idiot. Call the priest. I'll be in the main room dressing her. We have till the end of the night. Yeah, so what does dressing a body entail in Jataka? For the highborn, I suppose. Brendis goes to the main room of the manse. A stone-floored, cold room. Clears out any of the decorations and dressings that will inevitably be covering the center of the floor before asking Vi to set her there. Do you want a little bit to think? Yeah. yeah. Arello, what are you doing while he's... While Brendis is attending to his mother? I'm sitting outside trying to get a breath of fresh air, in air quotes, probably dusty if people still running around panicked in the streets after that. Yeah, I think I'm just collecting myself. Sitting outside, you have a pretty good view of what's happening outside in the city. And while, you know, you don't have like a bird's eye view, I think you see coming down one of the main thoroughfares blocks of Jatakan soldiery. And you see fires burning in the the Elvish district. This is a bad day for the city of Jataka. Uh, Viatrix, you you drop the body of Brendis's mom off on the floor. What are you going to do while he's dressing the corpse? While he's like dressing her, I'm just gonna be in there with him if that's allowed. I guess. If not, then I'll leave. Yeah, it. that's fine. No, we're we're gonna talk. I, I was. But otherwise, I feel like I'm there as emotional support. As Brendis begins cutting her cer- her ceremonial adjudicator robes off, 
with the non-magical dagger. You don't have to be here for this. It's... It can be a thing. You can stay, though. It's also allowed. I'll stay. I think Vi says, like, kind of reading his emotional state. I'm glad to hear that. Can you help me get this arrow out? Of course. She didn't die in battle. It's not... I can't give her a warrior's burial. And while Vi is removing the arrow from... Because we established it entered through her shoulder, right? Yeah, yeah. Meredith is going to go and retrieve a jar from one of the more private areas of the estate. I know you've seen the old sorcerer in the town square, but have you been to a funeral here in Jataka yet? Haven't really known anyone to go to one. There's a lot of emphasis on circles and a lot of emphasis on returning, as you tend to get with these sorts of things. This is a jar from her house when she was a child. I'm not even sure where my mother was born, but traditionally you're supposed to return there. Barring that, and he smashes the jar on the ground, you are to be interred with soil or earth, or in this case, I guess, sand. And Brandis begins scooping up handfuls and filling her mouth and nose after Vi pulls the arrow out, packing the wound with sand as well. Can I tell anything about this arrow? At the very least, there's a name carved in it, right? Which I imagine I would notice. Yeah. Go ahead and spout lore for me. Nope. Well, clearly this means nothing. Woo! To Vi's eyes, it's a normal arrow that has her name carved into it. She probably couldn't even tell that it's it's in Tarhuna's language. That's true. Yeah. I Well, it probably just looks like geometric markings to me, not even scripts necessarily. I think I'm going to save the the miss for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let this scene keep going. Whatever priest my dad can find sober enough to say a few words for her will do just that. And then he and I and you with your strong back, I think you've noticed my father and I aren't the most, will lay her in the backyard for the birds to pick at for... A few days. The earth gets 24 hours to take what it wants, and we keep the rest, as it were. I think Vi is definitely thinking to herself about this being like a really weird habit, but she's not going to say anything, because she's nicer than that. Normally, of course, friends and family will come and say a few words, but nobody liked her, so I'm not anticipating very many guests. Even though she was an adjudicator? All the adjudicators are mostly looking for an excuse to stab another one in the back. I'm sure you saw a, no- a noble or two talking about how they can use this to bolster their own position or further their own political ends. Well, I actually did see the Queen's advisors seeming pleased with what was happening while it was happening. I assume you mean Bater and his lot. I'm not surprised... Shit, her body's still warm and they're gossiping. You have friends among the elves. Do you think you can find out who did this? I'll ask around. I'm not anticipating to find out much. Not that it's outside the realm of possibility, but I would have heard about it beforehand if it were going to happen. Just a a coordinated assassination and bombing? I mean, someone has to know something, right? Brendis stops. Yeah. I'll ask around. So yeah, I think I think you finish up in silence, right? And I'm just there to to try and support. And I think after you like finish, we're both kind of just standing in silence and staring at the body. Vi says, "It's not the same, but I had things I loved taken from me outside of my control. It doesn't it doesn't really get better, but you have to keep going." I don't, that's terrible advice. I don't even know what I'm saying. No, no, no. You've already said more than anybody else would be willing to say to me. You're trying. That counts. I don't really know much about Jataka, and I don't really know anybody here except you, the people I fight with and alongside. And I'm not really sure if it, means much but mm, you're the closest thing I have to a friend here and I used to worry that you would be hurt that you were in over your head in the arena 
and I, I'm sorry I couldn't protect you from this. But if there's anything I can do now, let me know. I'm going to, like, put a hand on his shoulder, like, reach over his mom's body. At that, Brendis begins crying, big open-mouthed sobs, like a child cries. I think the camera pulls back out of the room, through the courtyard, where a broken old man cries on the lip of a fountain, past Arello, watching out of a gate, into streets filled with violence and blood, as the lion-mounted cavalry of the Jatakan city-state take bloody penance out of its own people. The camera, as it's moving through the streets, passes a pushed-aside secret passage where elvish warriors pour in from the mouth of an alleyway, covering their tattooed faces in bestial animal masks. Back to the arena, back to where that mask sits on the pedestal. Three figures crowd around it, familiar to the viewers at this point of Commander Bater, Sabin, and Vecti. And Commander Bater pulls the mask where once it was shot through with red veins, now it's just a blood red color. And he holds it up and examines it. A fortuitous day, my friends. We no longer have to wait to give it to her. Sabin strokes a well-oiled mustache with manicured hands. It shall not be long now before we can call the dragon and put an end to our foes. fucking murders both of us you dumb shit (laughs) (laughs) we're just like tangled up on the ground he just walks over like chop chop okay (laughs) moving on one and a two (laughs) whistling (laughs) yep that's exactly what I was thinking he's whistling (laughs) he skips a little bit as he walks away (laughs) 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 Festus old boy you've done it again Oh, also, I just thought about the fact that when Brennus would have knocked into me, my fucking shield would have, like, sailed over back over our heads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, leaking. Just careening like a, a, pl- a plane about to crash. The end of this episode is just the, the, the shield, like, flying to the moon. Uh, just wait for the next the next unrelated scene transition where the fucking shield just goes across the (laughs) i'm ready for the end of it i'm sorry but i was just thinking of the right wing to see (laughs) just flying into the (laughs) just the blood sizzling the whole way it's like i liked this movie about the shield and the other guy the shield and the gang (laughs) (laughs) sorry earthlings i must return to the moon i'm free anyway cut to when we're out of ideas in three years for games and it's a game to go get the shield from the moon no what happens is somebody's gonna be monologuing they're gonna get hit in the side of the head it's just like 10 years later it finally comes down Wang. You guys are finally facing the fucking Shah. This is big speech. Just gets smashed by the shield. What the fuck was that? My lord, it was told in prophecy that one day you you get bonked in the head. Yeah, just gets lodged in the side of his head. But if you get to kill him, he just dies because of this dumb scene. This is like after you've slaughtered like two different campaigns of our parties trying to get to 
That's how it ends. Some frustrated DM's like, okay, opening scene. We see the Shah. And he's giving a speech. <laughs> and that's and that's the end of Chimera Cast. Thanks, everyone. Fly me to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> we we shell out for the rights yeah. to the song. Oh yeah. Totally. All for the bit. <laughs> This is brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> Build it, beautiful. Listen, we're going to do what fucking Evangelion won't. We'll give you Fly yeah. to the Moon. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Sure, it's the it's the like it's a cover by like Fallout Boy or something, but you know, we paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we paid Cold Heart American God, for that. That's bad. I hate it. Anyways, (laughs) thank goodness we've seen our fucking dystopian future where we sell out to Squarespace and get Fallout Boy to do Fly Me to the Moon. Anyways, so so you guys are kind of into Yeah, we went so far. I was like, you know what? Let's just take it way off and then we'll have to do it. Yeah. We literally did it all. We ended we we just did the end of our own podcast and like I don't know where we go from there now. We're all dead. We we've seen the future, we can change it. All right, is Hephaestus? 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 Lurch? Is Lurch attacking us? (laughs) Uh.